Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. All right, some housekeeping odds and ends. First of all, the boot camp is live on the website, DIYMoney.org. Obviously, that's the not, replay archive. Yeah. Well, you got to buy it. You confused me there. No, no, no. It's live. It the awesome. replay is live. You can order the DIY Money boot camp videos. There on the website. And do you get all the kind of the resources, cool things that we sent out along the way with those? I think so. Logan, is that set up? Yep. Thumbs, thumbs up, up from the corner. There you go. Uh, it was awesome. It was a great experience. We're getting unbelievable feedback from all the people that participated. So check that out. Uh, Wealth Development Program live on Jewel Financial. Mm-hmm. What else? Logan's sitting in the side of the room that's going to be the new video studio. Oh, my goodness. I am so amped about our upcoming YouTube transformation. Holy cow, it's Doing been a long changes. time coming. I'm very excited. We've had stepping stones. We've been heading in this in this right direction, and I think that uh, we're about to see some some exciting, exciting things. Which is going to transform social, and I mean, it's just all the stuff. Yeah, playing with some new stuff, all so stuff. Hey, check it I, out in a week. I was scolded, so I'm on Twitter. I have been for a long time, Jewel CIO. J-O-U-L-E-C-I-O, if you're interested. We're going to work on that handle to make that a little bit more cross-platformy. I'm learning all these buzzwords. Cross-brand or cross-platform? I don't know. Cross-platform would be like Twitter and yeah. Facebook. And- cross, cross-brand, cross individualized, whatever. Whatever. Jewel CIO for right now. Anyways, let's go to our question. We got a good one from William. William, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, Quentin Daniel. My name is William. I just want to first say I love your show. You guys are doing a great job. My wife and I are both 27. We have around $375,000 net worth. None of that is acquired from anyone else. We simply saved up at an early age. And I guess my question is whether or not we should buy our first house in cash. We have fully funded emergency fund, no debt. Right now we are currently renting. And yeah, so we have, I guess, two hundred and forty or fifty thousand dollars in investments, and we don't know if we should continue to have over six figures in cash, or we should invest more of that. We are planning to buy our house maybe in the next two or three years down the road, but I guess we've been debating back and forth, especially with inflation scare, whether or not we should continue to keep cash aside or invest that money instead for the house down the road. Anyways, thank you guys. Keep up the great work. Bye. Okay. William might've been in the boot camp, So I, I think cause some of these questions and some of these things, I think we, we addressed specifically. Okay. Uh, but if not, if not, William, I mean, it's going to be a selfish plug. You should download the boot camp <laughs> because a lot of the things that you're talking about here or the questions were in week three and week four, wealth development, you know, real wealth mm-hmm. development steps and strategies. So I'm going to go, I, I mean, here's the deal. What assumptions are you working off of, though? Because he used both the term cash and investment. Yeah, I got it. I wrote some notes down. I have, okay. a, I have a good idea. You go first then because I'm – Yeah. Um, but but here's what I'm going to preface this by okay. saying. Many people believe 
that the rudimentary steps, and they really are rudimentary, in <clears throat> the DIY money process end when you have, let's say, no debt or, and or a certain amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is uh, basic allocation, investment principles, dollar cost averaging, rebalancing, etc., long-term time horizon, not getting caught up in the noise of, oh, it's inflation, are we not in inflation, etc., uh, but that's good for somebody who has maybe $50,000. But when you start looking at a half a million dollars to a million dollars, oh, now we got to get complex. Nope, not at all. In fact, some of the best investment plans are the simplest investment plans. Here's the assumptions. Here's what I understand. Okay. William and Spouse, 27, unbelievable job, mm-hmm. saving, uh, living a prudent lifestyle, have approximately a quarter of a million dollars in investments. They have about a hundred, hundred twenty-five thousand dollars sitting in cash. Okay. They have no debt. They're renting, etc. Okay. And the two questions are: mm-hmm. Should we take all this money that we have, investments in cash, and buy a house? Should we not? And or do we have too much sitting in literal cash? Okay. So I'm going to say the following. Um, and I'm not going to bunt, but some of this is very individualized. It is. All right. For my family and I, I am not going to keep any more than 25000 in an emergency fund. Now, that is about six months of our core living expenses. In fact, it's more than that. But Stuff that you would need at a bare minimum if the world was ending. Like COVID pandemic. Yep. Cancel Netflix. I don't care about Hulu. No, we're not going out to eat. I'm sorry, we're not going to Walmart and buying tchotchkes today, etc. Okay, mm-hmm. so bare minimum, and that is actually, you know, it's actually twenty five hundred. It's about twenty five hundred. So we actually have about ten months in in emergency fund. Okay, um, but we have a large house, and things like the septic go out, and you've got to spend thousands of dollars on that and whatever. So that's for me. However. I know people, William, who will only be comfortable psychologically with $100,000 in checking or savings. Like, Mm -hmm. that's their number. And so it really is up to you psychologically. Now, if you're going, well, I don't care. It's just I just want to follow a basic principle. Then three to six months. Mm -hmm. Have three to six months. Emergency fund. Sure. Now – I probably, even though I'm a big believer in no debt all around, I would be hard-pressed to advise them, if they were sitting in our office, to advise them to take all this money and buy a house for cash. I would probably follow basic principles, make sure you're buying you know, prudent home, what you need, keeping your, you know, your uh, expenses overall, maintenance, insurance, taxes, etc., uh, within around 30% of your income, etc., and I would put 20% down so you do not have PMI. Mm-hmm. I would finance the 80%, locking in a very, very low interest rate. I would continue making sure your assets are allocated appropriately for you know short-term, medium-term, long-term, et cetera, goals. Retirement is, is being saved for, et cetera. And then if you wanted to double up payments, if you wanted to you know pay more uh, aggressively on the mortgage to get that down, that's totally up to you. But I see this dangerous blend, he's asking, of like inflation on the horizon and what sh- and that's those are market timing like questions mm-hmm. or fear based questions 
that might have something to do with having a hundred plus thousand sitting in an account. Meaning, oh, we're scared of what's to come. We're scared of the market. William, I could be reading into this and being really wrong, but I'm just that's kind of what I hear. And I would say to them that needs to be thrown out the window. Common standard principles, regardless of the environment. You know, six months emergency fund. 20% down on a home, finance the rest. If you want to continue to pay more, no problem. Uh, asset allocated accounts, set up for retirement, long-term goals, etc., and you're going to be a rock star. You are rock stars. Dude, we are total rock stars now. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like they're on a good trajectory. Uh, clearly must earn a decent amount or live very frugally. Um I guess one of the things I would look at are, are there any other competing goals on the horizon? Uh, saving for kids' education, uh, retiring early, things like that. Uh, you know, mortgage debt is not always a terrible thing, uh, though it it's nice if you can get to the point where you don't have it, uh, certainly. But you don't want to do it at the expense of other goals uh, because home equity doesn't do a lot for you uh, if you're just sitting on it. And uh, same thing with, you know, kind of making early payments. It doesn't do a lot for you to build up home equity while still having a payment. Uh, So I think having that money in an account, even if it's in a relatively safe thing like uh, treasury I bonds or um, low duration sort of uh, fixed income type of mutual funds or things of that nature where you're you're not going to get a significant yield on a lot of that stuff. but you're at least going to kind of keep up with your mortgage interest rate and so forth. So uh, that's what you're really looking to do at that point. Um, So that's what I would look at. But uh, I guess when would you actually just utilize cash to purchase a house? I guess I would probably look at your overall plan. Uh, One, we'd look for any competing goals. Obviously, we just said that. But we would look for whether or not utilizing all cash for that investment just really works for the plan. So uh, we would project out, you know, okay, so you pay off or you you don't have a mortgage. So now you have this sort of uh, amount that you can use on a monthly basis to uh, really live off of uh, or to save off of uh, that you're not paying towards that mortgage. And so therefore, uh, does your plan work out better uh, by dollar cost averaging into some type of investments over time by not feeling like you have the added risk of having to have a mortgage payment and so forth. Um, does that just kind of work out better overall for your financial life? So uh, those are just a couple of things that we would look at, and then we would take it from there and kind of assess whether or not that's the right thing to do. But a lot of it comes down to risk. A lot of it comes down to your temperament, your personality, whether or not uh, the debt's okay with you. There's no real broad stroke on whether or not having the the mortgage is the thing to do or not the thing to do. So uh, a lot of it, like Quinn said, is a very personalized uh, sort of thing. So that's what we'd look at. What do you really want to do? I want to make bank, bro. I like that. The reality is, though, it is individualized. I mean, you have to make these individual kind of choices, potentially be talking with a professional to get an unbiased and objective view. I think, again, the only thing I would I would caution is, is try very hard not to mix sort of this um, – uh, you know, idea of where the world's going in your long-term financial projection. Because if you start to do that, you're going to live in a cave somewhere. You're going to, you know, stock up on on uh, spam and peanut butter and never leave because it's a scary future out there. <laughs> so the reality is, again, I think uh, keep things open-minded, objective, and 
continue to make smart and amazing decisions as you already are. So nice job, William, and spouse. So, all right, let's wrap it up. Uh, check out the Insta, DIY.money. Make sure you check out the Facebook tribe, DIY tribe. Oh, what else we got shaking and baking out there? Keep it on YouTube. It's going to oh, be refreshed YouTube. soon, imminently. Fire, fire. Anyways, all right, you've been listening to DIY Money. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.